Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. everyone welcome to adventures in autism episode 62 i am megan carranza thank you so much for coming to listen if it is your first episode welcome i'm so happy to have you i imagine there are a few new listeners (laughs) with this episode because of my guest today Um, and I'll get to that in a minute, but if you are new here, I'm so happy to have you. Just a little backstory. I created this podcast just a little over a year ago as a place for anyone affected by autism to kind of come together and support one another and share our stories. So there's a whole catalog now of episodes that you can listen to and hopefully enjoy, mostly with other autism parents, moms and dads, but also with therapists and experts in the field, professionals, and then also a few individuals on the spectrum themselves. So that is Adventures in Autism in a nutshell. If you have been listening, thank you so much for coming on back. I just appreciate you guys so much. Thank you so much for taking the time to send messages and reviews, especially in Apple Podcasts. Those really help people to find the show. But I love hearing from you guys. Thank you so much just for listening every week. And like I said, just for reaching out. It makes everything worthwhile. So today's episode, I am just like giddy over this. I'm so excited. My guest is Jacqueline Larita, who you may know from a little show called The Real Housewives of New Jersey. She was on the show with her family and shared her whole autism journey with her adorable son, Nicholas. And we get into this a lot in the show, but basically Jacqueline was one of the first people who was in my life <laughs> on TV that I saw on TV that really gave a, a full view of autism and was just even talking about autism and starting that conversation. And for me, as somebody who was at the time seeking a diagnosis or early in the process of getting the diagnosis, seeing her on the show and, and their journey and the ins and out of the therapy and, you know, the medical things. It was really eye-opening and just invaluable to me as a a watcher of the show. I feel like I learned so much watching, but not only that, I just, I felt such a, a sense of community and support and connection watching the show. We we get into this more in the episode, but there were a couple moments in particular that really just stuck out to me where I related to Jacqueline more than anybody else in my life, to be honest, because I really didn't have anybody else who was going through the exact same kind of things that I was going through. I have wonderful, supportive friends and family, but it's so different when 
it is your child who is experiencing these things. So again, I just want to say thank you so much to Jacqueline for, for sharing all that on Real Housewives and then also just for coming on the podcast today and talking to me and sharing this with all the listeners. I know you guys will love this conversation. Jacqueline is such a sweetheart. I also want to give a special thank you shout out to Kristen with Simple Spectrum. She is one of the founders of Simple Spectrum Supplement. She was a past guest on this show and Jacqueline is a part owner in the company. We get into Simple Spectrum towards the end of the episode. So definitely listen for that and then stick around after the interview. I have a little announcement and maybe a little giveaway with Simple Spectrum. So definitely listen for that to get the details. But without further ado, I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Jacqueline. Hi, Jacqueline. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Hi, how are you? I'm so happy I, to be here. Finally get together. I feel like we've been talking for a while. I've been wanting to get on here with you. <laughs> I am so, Jacqueline, I am like giddy. <laughs> I'm so excited because, yeah, we have been talking for a while because I had Jim and Jen on yeah. with- I think she was on in January who I love, but okay. We're, we got so much to get into. So Jacqueline, (laughs) for like the two people that are listening that maybe don't, doesn't know who she is. Jacqueline is one of the stars of the real housewives of New Jersey on Bravo, which if you've been listening to the podcast, you hear me talk about how Bravo is my self care. Um, Jacqueline (laughs) in particular and New Jersey housewives are so special to me. We were just kind of chatting before because Jacqueline's son, Nicholas was diagnosed with autism and she was so open about that journey on the show. And as like a mom of a newly diagnosed child, or even before Logan was diagnosed, like just seeing you guys through this journey, I was just telling you like the, the connection that I felt watching you was like nothing I had in my life. So again, thank you so much for even just putting it on the show But if you will kind of take us back to the beginning of your autism journey and what it looked like for your family, I would love to hear. Yeah. So Nicholas, he was developing pretty typically in the beginning. Um, You know, he was singing songs. He was saying a lot of things. And then um, there was a point in time, and this is while we were filming too, he started regressing, but it was a gradual decline in his developmental milestones. So it wasn't like it was overnight. It was kind of gradual he just stopped doing things and he picked up new little habits you know he stopped making the eye contact and saying words and he was doing some funny little things that made us question like huh like why is he doing that why why are why is he rolling his eyes like that why is he going upside down why is he Mm -hmm. you know he stopped eating you know with his spoon he's what's going on with him you know he he's doing these little things that we just didn't understand what was happening. And then I didn't really know what autism was. I've been around people with autism that I later discovered that's the diagnosis that you put to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been around people that, you know, now that I know what autism is, I feel like I diagnose everybody and I'm like, Oh my God, he had autism. Yes. Oh my My God. And I do that all the time. (laughs) Right. So that person might be on the spectrum. Yeah. Right. I feel like I diagnose everybody's on the spectrum. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so I, um, you know, my husband was very much in denial in the beginning. So, you know, he would get upset if I brought it up. Mm. If I tried to point things out, he would get upset. So, you know, he, he just, I felt like I was a little bit on my own in the beginning and, um, we were filming season four. He was doing some things during filming that I would try to remove him from the camera because 
I didn't want people watching the show and then trying to diagnose him for me mm-hmm. and say, oh, he has this, he has that. When I didn't even know what it was, I didn't have a diagnosis. So I would try to kind of remove him from certain things. And I remember a scene in particular, I was at um, Teresa's house and she had a big blow up thing that the kids were all playing on and, and we were meeting Melissa outside to sit and have lunch or whatever. And Nicholas would not play with the other kids. He was not running and playing like the other kids. And, you know, Teresa's daughter is like a few months younger than Nicholas. And she Mm -hmm. was doing all these things. And I know girls develop more, you know, faster than boys, but Nicholas just wanted to line up rocks and go upside down and Mm -hmm. make these funny faces sometimes. And I'm like, what is going on? So I remember scooping him up to get him away from the camera. And I went on the swing and while they had their lunch and they, they showed me kind of on the swing and I was like, ah, I was just trying to distance my, let them talk or whatever. But I was trying to get Nicholas out of the spotlight because I saw the cameras go, zooming in on him and he was doing all these little, um, mm-hmm. you know, stimmy things. Yeah, <laughs> that totally. Kids on the spectrum do. And I, I got him out of there. And there was other instances like that where I was just, I was very concerned about him. I, during fourth season filming, I was doing a lot of crying I was like very you know I knew something was going on um we were on a waiting list for a diagnosis um with a developmental pediatrician and um towards the end and I remember by the time we were on the California trip I had tuned it was like the end of the season I had like tuned out completely like I didn't want to go on the trip because this is when Nicholas was at his worst and Mm -hmm. I had to leave him to go on this trip with these people you know that I wasn't even getting along with (laughs) like oh (laughs) So I, I, nothing, it was like static in my ears. Like all this stuff was like nonsense as to what was going on in my, mm-hmm. my life, seeing my son and, you know, trying to get my husband on board and, and all this. So yeah, there was a scene where like I was sleeping on the couch when everybody was fighting. Mm-hmm. I remember we, that. <laughs> right. Well, the, one of the reasons why is the, the night before we actually had that fight the night before, but the cameras weren't up and they didn't get it. So they wanted to oh. recapture it. So it was like the same stupid fight oh my basically God. all over again. And I was just totally, I had no head for that at all. I was completely mm-hmm. shut down. I, you know, it was just, I already knew that I had heard, you know, Teresa behind the scenes saying she hated me even after we made up. Um, I had I had a conversation with her on in the RV, how you weren't asking me about my son. You weren't asking me things and, and going on in my, you know, they cut all that stuff out, but, mm-hmm. um, so I just tuned out and I lay and then I, you know, I heard some of the fight, but then I actually did fall asleep I, <laughs> at the end. My husband like came to wake me up when everybody had left the room and it was like this whole, I was like, Oh my God, I can't even believe this. Mm-hmm. But, um, so anyway, I was just tuned out from everything else in my yeah. life. And I was just so focused on him that I just couldn't take anything else. I just didn't mm-hmm. want anything to do with. Um, and that was a big question, too. Like, why didn't I go to the reunion? Because at the end of all that, um, we had finished filming. This is totally going off in tangents. But no, this we- is. The, like the, the Bravo addict in me is the Bravo addict. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we had filmed, it was the first time we ever filmed two back-to-back seasons, season three and season four. Literally we kind of went, had like a couple of weeks off and went right into the filming season four. So when we filmed the finale, finale for season four, season three was airing mm-hmm. and it was literally the, the finale of season four was we had the next day was the reunion for um season three 
So season three, Teresa and I were friends and everything was good. So I would have had to have gone to the reunion pretending everything was good with her when we really, I couldn't stand her at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like we were not friends. Mm-hmm. And then I was so upset with Bravo because they had told us like they were bringing on like all these people that I just thought were trashy or whatever. And they were bringing them onto the show. And I was just so turned off by Bravo. I didn't care about the show anymore. I'm like, I'm not going to sit there and film with these people that I don't like when, when I've got this going on in my life, I need to focus on this. I just, I don't want to be part of this anymore. I don't want to be part of all this nonsense. And I was so turned off by everything they were doing. I couldn't fake it and pretend like we were good season three reunion. I mean, they kind of touched on it, which I didn't think that they would do because that's kind of breaking that, um, that fourth wall or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I thought we were going to have to pretend like everything was good because season three, everything was good. Yeah. Um, So I was just turned off to the whole thing. So I'm like, I'm not, I quit the show. I don't want anything to do with this. I'm going to focus on my stuff, you know, getting, you know, getting him diagnosed and all this. So I just, I thought I was done with the whole series. I just wasn't going back. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, my contract said, yes, you are. (laughs) um, (laughs) There's that. Yeah, I couldn't completely get out of it. I still had another (laughs) year to go. Okay. Um, but once that was done, then I left. But, um, so then, and then I came back, but that's a whole nother story. But when so, you came back, that, that is what well, I love. I love you on the show period. I, I love the show. I always say Bravo because <laughs> it's like when I can just like check out, Yeah, I don't have to think about like my stuff. Cause I'm just right. like, saying, what's you know, wrong with these people? <laughs> I love it. I truly love it. But that was actually something I wanted to ask you. Cause especially like I mean, I'm sure during that time when it was like so up in the air, but I feel like when you're dealing with like such real stuff, like autism, like dealing with your, your child, like, and you, especially at that point when you don't even really know what's going on, I can relate to those feelings so much. And like how you said, wanting to kind of like get him out of the way. Like I didn't have a camera following me and I felt that way. I can only imagine the pressure you felt. With everybody watching and, and judging him. And so he got the diagnosis when we finished filming season four, that time between the finished filming season four and the reunion for season four, that's when he got the actual diagnosis. And that's when um, we had to make a decision on whether or not we were going to make it public or not public or, you know, Mm -hmm. I remember the reunion when there was like kind of a package that talked about, and it was you guys kind of coming out with, with the, you know, Uh, being diagnosed and that like still guts me to think about and just like, me too. I cry every time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Crying a lot. Like I can just, every time you would cry, I would cry. And still even now, cause it's just like you, that just the, the, I, I just, I could feel that. I could feel all those emotions so much. What, what made you guys decide though, we're going to put this out there. Well, when we knew we had to go back to filming, um, we had to make a decision. I'm like, why are we going to hide it? If we put it out there, you know, people will reach out to help us. And, and, you know, because I had the platform I had, I would be able to take what I learned and help other people. So I didn't want to make it a secret and like a shameful thing. Like, oh, let me hide, you know, let me hide him because he has autism or there's, you know, mm-hmm. I, I just didn't want it to feel like, like it's a disgrace because it's not, you know? So I'm like, you know what? I want people to know. I want people, I want to educate myself. I want to educate other people on what it is. And, um, 
and just put it out there. And I think by putting it out there, people will reach out to help and then we'll be able to help others. So we just agreed we were going to do it. My husband was on board. Once we got the diagnosis, right before my son was diagnosed, my husband came to terms with it. And um, I made him take like a, the M chats with me, mm-hmm. the modified checklist for yeah. autism and toddlers and um, an evaluation for autism online. I made him do the checklist with me. I showed him some examples of Nick and what he was doing, you know, answering to his name and, you know, just a lot of you know, signs and symptoms of autism. And and that's when it clicked for him. And he said, all right, you know, I, yeah, let's get him the help he needs. So then I was going to ask that because you said Chris had been in denial, which I think, yeah, I think a lot of parents go through that. I I know, I I don't feel like I was ever in denial, but I feel like it is, it's just really hard to come to terms with in the beginning. You're like, like, oh, he might outgrow this, you know, it's my phase. Yeah. yeah. Well, they kept telling me because my son did. We did early intervention starting the time he was he was two because he never That's really. Right. He always yeah. We were we were lucky to get in early. He never had a regression. He just had like a, some pretty severe delays, and they kept mm-hmm. telling us, "Oh, he has a global delay." So we just like clung to that for a long time. Yeah. Until like you said, then it was like we started to see more and more of these kind of behaviors that we were mm-hmm. like, "Okay, we can't really deny this anymore." Right. So both of you were were on board then with you know, coming out and being open and honest on the show, which like I said, I appreciate so much. We decided to come out in um, People Magazine. They did a feature on it. So that's the way we decided to come out. Let's just do it in the magazine, put it out. Let's control the way it comes out because I was very afraid of how Bravo would portray it because it's a show of drama and all that kind of stuff. I, that was my biggest fear. I had to, we had to sit down and have a meeting with them and say, listen, don't screw this up. Like yeah. this is a serious thing. This isn't to be made a joke of, or to be made, you know, a mockery of, or whatever. Like you need mm-hmm. to handle this the right way because this is a, you know, a lot of people are dealing with this. This is a, mm-hmm. a big message. You know, I want to send the right message and I, I can't have you turning this into it like a circus kind of a thing, you know? Totally. Yeah. No, especially cause you are so, I mean, a mom is protective of all her children, but especially when there's special needs involved, I just feel like that mama bear just yeah. like goes up even more. So I can only imagine yeah. how like protective you felt of, of Nick and just the whole situation. And then to have it on TV on top of yeah. that was yeah. scary. Yeah, it was very scary um, putting the trust in, you know, because you kind of sign your life away, you know, they can edit whatever they want. They can yeah. twist things however they want. You know, they, you see 20% of what we film. Mm-hmm. So I, it was very scary not knowing what they were going to do, but I think they did a good job with it. And I was just going to say, I feel like they, like that part of the show to me, I had said this when, when Jen was on who Jam and Jen was Nick's therapist. That's how I, yeah. <laughs> I, I loved, I loved her on the show. I just, I loved the connection and I love that they showed that. I love that they actually yeah. showed, like his therapy and like kind of the ins and out and the day to day with autism and what it looked like. Cause like I said, I, I had never seen any of that before. Yeah. And when, when my son was diagnosed, when Logan was diagnosed, we were in that like kind of waiting period when I was watching mm-hmm. the show. Like you said, like you're on this waiting period to get in with a developmental pediatrician. Yeah. You're on like a six to eight month waiting list. So that's when I was watching the show and thinking like, oh my gosh, like this is like a glimpse into like maybe what our future may look like. And it was so like comforting to me to see like just Nick smiling and having fun and doing the therapy. And yeah, also, like happy. obviously the challenges too, like you, to, to just show all of that, I think you guys did an amazing job. And I think Bravo did a good job supporting you in that, or at least it seemed that yeah. way. <laughs> no, I, no, I think that they did. I think overall they did a good job with, 
with that aspect. <laughs> with There's that aspect. Moment, yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, there was a moment on the show, and I, I've talked about this before. This was when you when you came back, mm-hmm. and you guys were on a girls trip. And everyone's like talking about, oh yeah, my son is doing wrestling or this one is a football game. And yeah. you just kind of like quietly excused yourself and, and you went to the bathroom and, and you cried. Yeah. Cause and that conversation nobody... went a lot longer than it showed. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But like, nobody knew, nobody yeah. knew why you were crying. And I, I wanted to like scream at the camera, like she's crying because you're all talking about your neurotypical children doing their neurotypical things. Uh. I just, that, that moment I related to so much as, as, cause I, I've been around those conversations so many times where people are, and and, And and you're you're happy, happy, you're You're happy happy. for them for sure. But it just highlights some of those, those feelings of sadness for sure. That to this day, like I want to cry right now. To this day, that still gets me. Like I, because when you're living in your little bubble, you know, we're at home and Nick is doing all these cute things and making progress and doing, we're just like, oh my God, he's doing this. Oh my God, he's doing that. This is amazing. This is great. Then you get around the typical kids and you see what he should be doing and where these kids are. And, and it's always like, it feels like, um, it's hurt. It hurts. Cause it's It's like. It's a dagger for sure. I, it's like a reminder of how far he still has to go. Yes, totally. Yeah. My son is, he'll be seven in December and like all of our neighborhood kid friends who are in the same age group are all learning to ride their bikes without training wheels. And Logan is like just pedaling. You know what I mean? Like we're just yeah. working on, on the pedal. And so it's like, like you said, those, those little moments that like, you know, n- not even that parents take for granted. Cause I think yeah. they're proud of their kids and I'm proud of their kids. Yeah, too. of course. Same. But it's just like, you can't, you can't help but feel that little ache in your heart. In those yes. mm-hmm. And that, like I said, that moment on the show, like I just, I mean, I, I related to so much of what you guys shared, but that especially was like, just, I, I, I related to you so much, not, not as like, oh, this is a person on a TV show I'm watching, but just as like another autism mom going through like the same, the same stuff that I was. Right. I feel like, you know, all our kids, they're they're all in different um, parts of the spectrum. You know, everybody's got different signs and symptoms or they're all progressing at different levels or different, you know, but it's the same feeling. Like the parents have the same feeling regardless of how, you know, um, higher up on the spectrum they are to whatever. It's still a struggle with your child and you never like to see your child struggle with anything. So it's always painful. It's so true. Yeah. But then it's such a joy too to watch, you know, you, you oh, celebrate totally. so many more moments than typical parents because yes. they, they take, you know, just even saying hello and goodbye for granted, you know, where you're like, Oh my God, he said hello and goodbye to me. No, I was, you know? it's like <laughs> every new, every new milestone, like it is just, it is so celebrated and it's that much right. sweeter. Yeah. Um, you touched on this a little bit, but I mean, obviously because the show is so dramatic and there was yes. oh, like such kind of like BS got around you yeah was it I I can only imagine for you like like I said you're dealing with us like really real life stuff and then everyone's like got all these like petty little you know right issues going on were you just like oh my gosh get over it guys like <laughs> yeah. I'm dealing with real stuff here I can I know. imagine <laughs> yes I mean yes you're like trying to make a show you know you're trying to deal with what because you know when something goes on the show you guys all have to talk about it they put you guys like it's not scripted but you're put in situations you normally would never put yourself in you travel right. with people you normally wouldn't travel with you are put to lunches with a bunch of people like when you don't like some of them when in real life you might say oh you're going with her I'll stay home you know you can't do that on the show you (laughs) have to go you have to have you know conversations about what happened the night before and they follow kind of like a 
storyline, you know, kind of a thing. So mm-hmm. you're, you kind of have to talk about whatever's going on. And that's annoying because sometimes you don't want to talk about that or it's not important or you could care less, but mm-hmm. it's a show. You got to talk about it and give your yeah. opinions and that kind of stuff. So you're sort of forced into that. But yeah, that is like, um, it does affect you because you're, you're just, it's so dumb in the big scheme of what's going on in your it life. Really right is. <laughs> you know, but you, you have to go through it and you do get thick skin from the show, you know, in the beginning when, you know, cause everybody, no one's always going to love you or, or, you know, you're always going to have people that like you and don't like you no matter what, when you're on a show, it's on a much bigger scale. So you have, you know, all these people loving you and then you have all these people hating you and, and they have, you know, but you learn, you get thick skin really fast. And I'm the type of person I find the humor and everything. So a lot of the times people that say negative things, I do find the humor in it. It's kind of funny because sometimes they're not, it's not even personal. It's just, they're doing it because it's like a sport and they have fun saying thing, ugly things to people, even if they never met you in your life, you know, and they just, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I look at who I, who's in my circle that I have to deal with on a daily basis. And those people, I worry about what they say about me, how they feel. If I, if I, if they're upset with me, that might upset me, but people that I don't know that are not part of my life, it doesn't really matter. Totally. That's, and you, you learn that pretty quick. Yeah. You definitely have a good attitude about that. Cause I, I mean, I feel like in general, just with social media, everybody kind of deals with like the the comments here and there, but I mean, you just must get like bombarded people. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny too. Cause like for the most part, like I'll look, I'll laugh or whatever. I just look on my own page. I don't read the other stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, the other day I I was doing a podcast on um, uh, what was going on with Teresa and Joe and their situation. Cause people were, we had asked people, what do you want to hear on the podcast? And they said, Oh, we want to hear your thoughts on, you know, Joe and Teresa unlocked on watch what happens live. So Mm -hmm. we did a whole podcast on it. That was like the first time I, we had talked about that kind of stuff, but, um, um, I completely forgot my point. Um, <laughs> the comments, maybe we were talking about just getting like, Oh, so yeah. So for the most part, so, oh yeah. So for that, I did research on what other people were saying about it. I did some mm. research for the, and that I saw like all the hate out there for jury. So holy crap. But I, I normally don't read any of that. I just stick mm. to my page. And mm. for the most part, I'm, I'm fine. I'll laugh at it. But then there's always that. I always say this all the time, but it's like that week before my period where, you know, <laughs> everything air- agitates you. So when oh. I see in there, I'll, I'll ignore, ignore, ignore. And then I'll be like, oh, really? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you know, then I'm like, <laughs> you're like, that's it. And then I'll like, I'll go back at them. And then I'll just, let's uh, just kind of play with them a little bit. And then I'll, <laughs> then I'll go back to like ignoring them again. I, I love that though. And especially like even just talking to you, I feel like you're exactly who you are like on the show. Like you're just <laughs> this super sweet person, but also like don't mess with you, <laughs> which I love. You gotta have nice tea. Well, um, yeah. Okay. So kind of switching gears a little bit because Nick yeah. is, is your youngest child. So you yes. have two older children. What, how is it for you? Like is, in terms of like, just like the family dynamic and you, you're a grandma now too. You've got a grandson. <laughs> Gosh, is he cute? What, how, how has autism like affected your family as a whole? And just like with having older typical kids, like what's, what's the dynamic like for you guys? Um, I, I think it's been great because it, it's wonderful having them. They, they're, that my kids, they're so helpful and they're so compassionate and 
patient more with others, I think, mm-hmm. with others' idiosyncrasies, with other people with disabilities, or I should say people with other abilities. Yeah. They, they very, they're so patient and compassionate towards others um, that because they're aware, you know, like my son will come home from school and say, mom, there's a kid in my class, you know, I think he's on the spectrum and, you know, and he'll be friendly to him. And, you know, when, when kids are uneducated and they don't know, they can be mean, they can bully, they can mm-hmm. act certain ways, you know, um, you know, Ashley's still in New Jersey, but CJ, CJ's here. He's, he's old enough to babysit now. He's a, <laughs> he's better with Nick than I am sometimes. He's like, mom, oh, don't oh. let him do this. Mom, don't let you like, he's kind of I become like a little parent. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you said, he's, he's really grown up with it. So it's like, right. he probably, and there's things that I feel like as moms, like we, we do sometimes like anticipate our kids needs to right. quit. Whereas like other people can be like, give him a chance, let him do it. And then like, you, you're, you're shocked with the things that your kids can do. Right. Yeah. He, he's been great about it. And, you know, we, we made sure we always spent time separately with him, mm-hmm. you know, with CJ, um, you know, doing things just with him without Nick too. So it wasn't always like, you know, cause when Nick is with us, sometimes we're tending to him a lot more because he needs us to, to, you know, mm-hmm. so we try to do things separately with CJ where he doesn't have to deal with us dealing with Nick, you know, so he also gets that time with us alone. Yeah. That's what for sure. I feel like, cause I, I have two little girls also. So I'm always feeling like juggling between all three of my kids and thinking like, okay, I want to give each of you alone time. I want to have all of us have like together family time. Right. Definitely. You got to balance it all for sure. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard balance, right? Cause you do things as a family, you do things separate and you know, well, I feel like when you, I, I really try not to, you know, put Logan's needs above the girls, but at the same time, when you have a kid with special needs, that's just going to happen. You really can't help it. Right. Like the therapists here, they have special needs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although, <laughs> recently I was listening to other podcasts and they were like, all kids have special needs. And I was like, I like that right. because like my three-year-old daughter is typical, but she is like a drama queen and I yeah. have to cater to her needs almost more than right. Logan. Yeah. Yes. It's crazy. So yeah, all, all kids have special needs when you think about it. I say that all the time. It's like, you know, yes, you have challenges with your child, but guess what? You have cha- challenges with your typical children too. Oh, I mean, sure. Ashley was no uh, walk in the park. So she... <laughs> You know, I love though, like more. seeing the evolution of your relationship with Ashley. That yeah. is like such a beautiful thing to me. Yeah. Oh no, it's it's great. I mean, and that was another thing with the show too. We always had that um side where we're very close too, but they only showed our fighting side. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we were the were the type because I guess because I had her when I was 20 years old. So when I when I had her, it was like we're um I don't know. And because it was just us for a while, I was a single mom for a long time. You know, her dad and I divorced when she was like 17 and a half months old. And then I met Chris when she was like five or six. So it was us, you know, and Mm -hmm. I guess, you know, I spoiled her to overcompensate for her dad, not being, you know, as involved, you know, and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we were kind of like sisters. So we would fight, yes. we would see us fight the way we would fight, but literally a half hour later, we'd be snuggled up on the couch watching a movie together. <laughs> you know, that is. It, like- we just like take things out on each other and we'll just fight and bicker and, and that. And, but she definitely has come a long way, especially being a mom now. And she's on a waiting list right now to see if um, her son is going to be diagnosed. Oh, wow. Notes. 
Yeah, he's so interesting. Um, he, he has some delays. He he he's in early intervention. Okay. He did early intervention. He has some, but he's doing really well. I mean, I see mm-hmm. him saying more and more now. He's doing a lot more. You know, he'll do funny things like line up his toys and things like that. But he's come so far, and I see. I, I think he's going to be okay. So. Well, we that's something that whenever I have a, a parent reach out to me and they're in that moment of you know despair or they're just scared, you're just scared. You don't know what the future. You don't know. I always right. say to them, I'm like, no matter what. I, what I can tell you is that your child is going to be okay because yeah. it doesn't matter what okay is. It's right. going to, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, and that, that's the thing too. It's like you, everybody has all these dreams like, Oh, I, I want my child to, you know, play football and this and do all these things. And, but you know what your typical child might decide that they don't want to do those things anyway. Absolutely. And, and you're, you're enjoying things with your child that, it's still joy. It's still, you're happy. They're happy. It's just a different, it's a different journey than you expected, but it's still a great journey to be on. And, and it's different than typical kids, but in some ways it's, it's better. It brings Mm -hmm. so much more to your life. And like, you could just, you have those good and bad days, just like you do with your typical kids. You know, you're so right. It's almost like you, you have this like new understanding for things when you, when you have a child, I, I'd imagine with any special needs, like, it's like you just, it affects the way you look at everything, Yeah. but it makes you just appreciate things so much more and, and yeah. more grateful for things. And like, yes, of course there are challenges, but it's like, I, I look at, you know, my, my son in, in our life and like, I, I really wouldn't change a thing because I feel like mm-hmm. the, what he's given me and the lessons that I have learned from being his mom are just invaluable. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it's like a new normal. (laughs) Yeah, totally. That's so the truth. It's like, there is no normal, but like, this is our normal. So, you know, I'll I'll get together with other people and their kids are like screaming and fighting and they're trying to rip toys away from each other. And and my son's just sitting there in the corner on his iPad, just doing his thing. I'm like, it's not so bad. Yeah, no, it's so true. It's like when you see, like like you said, it really is just like the new normal. Cause you, I'll see other kids like fighting with their siblings and like, my son is so like, if one of the girls wants it, my daughters, if they want like a toy or something, he just like gives it up. He's like, all right, I'll find oh, that's so he's, sweet. he's such a, he's such a sweetheart. But like, I, again, I think about things like that and I'm like, there, there really is like, like you said, it's not better or worse. It's just different. Like right. there's, there's different challenges. That's it. Right. It's different. So, that's it. It's, yes, exactly. So it's been, it's been a couple of years since you have been on the show. How, how is Nick doing now? I, when I see his pictures and videos. I just like my heart. He, something about him reminds me of my son. Like they have similar, like, or even like how, how someone told you like tapping and stuff. Logan. Yes. That. So I always, whenever I see it, like a video, I'm like, Oh my gosh. Like they just have such similar little mannerisms, but how is he doing? Especially cause you guys just moved. How is yeah. that? Um, he's doing great. He's 10 years old now. I can't even believe it. He's in the fifth That's grade. Um, you know, we're still trying to pull out more conversational language, but he can answer some questions now. Mm-hmm. Um, he loves to read. He loves YouTube. He loves reading. He likes different apps that he plays with. He he likes watching his and collecting DVDs. He loves filming himself <laughs> reading and filming himself showing his DVDs. <sighs> and he likes taking pictures. He's a really good photographer. Um, <laughs> he is so cute. You posted a video of one of his, his reading. He was like, 
a video of him reading yeah, and did. I saw it and I was like my heart melted then my mom sent it to me and it was like look yeah. how sweet because we all love you yeah. he's like look how sweet this is and I was like mom I, God, I love it so much it was just the cutest thing and, and what amazing it. progress that is just incredible yeah. I mean he was nonverbal. he went completely nonverbal. so everyone's like where is he on the spectrum is he high functioning I'm like no he just oh, has yeah. autism was his diagnosis you know exactly he was, he was nonverbal. like he wasn't talking and the fact that he can string you know several words together now he can ask for all his needs he can read he can you know his speech is still you know off but you know, he's come so far that it, he, he does math really fast. I was impressed with his math. I didn't even know he could do math. Wow. <laughs> um, he, um, I don't know. He blows my mind sometimes. With the, He has like a photographic memory. He can look at something and then like just know the entire script. And I remember I had posted on my, I think I have it still highlighted on my Twitter page, but he was telling me this this speech of like honesty and respect and good judgment and I'm like where is he, where did he get that I could not figure it out for the longest time I'm like where where is he getting all this I, I love what he's saying but this is so bizarre I finally saw he had pulled up on his iPad it was like these posters online that they said these things so I ordered all the posters now they're on his wall in his room oh. but oh. But I, I, you know, but he memorized all of them just from seeing it somewhere, which is crazy. I, I mean, my memory would never work like that. That's amazing. So yeah. He, it is really incredible the things that they can surprise you with that you don't even necessarily know when they're paying no, attention or when they're not. I know. And then it'll come out later and his memories from like years back, he remembers crazy things. But it's, he's so funny when he films himself with his DVDs because I guess he watches videos on people with their DVD collections. Mm-hmm. So he'll sit there and he'll go, this is the front. This is the back. This is the spine. He'll open it. This is the DVD. And then <laughs> but he's so filming cool. himself with him lined up on the floor. I, I should start a YouTube channel for him and put all his, his homemade videos on there. Yeah. They're hysterical. They're hysterical. Oh, that is so cute. I, I love all the stuff that you share with him. <laughs> He'll do like little dancing things. You know, oh my gosh. he loves school. Right now he's obsessed with the tiles and the school. He'll he'll go in and he likes to tap all the tiles mm. like before and after school. Um, but <laughs> he's funny. Yeah, he's, he's a so great kid. Cool. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, you can you can see that and just how much love that your whole family has for him. I love that it seems like everybody like really rallied around you guys and was just like at least what they showed, you know what I mean? Just yeah. like the support of the family. Um, oh, yeah. And I love that so much because I do hear from people a lot who are like, what do you do when your family isn't supportive? And I'm pretty lucky I haven't dealt with that. But my heart yeah. really goes out to people who are like in those kind of situations. I know. That's really tough. Um, tell me, because you have been, I mean, we talked about obviously coming out of the show and, and just like advocating, but you are mm-hmm. such an amazing advocate for autism. Mm-hmm. What are some of like your favorite moments or like, the, you know, organizations you've worked with um, in terms of like advocacy? Oh God, there's been so many. I mean, I've, I've worked with so many different ones. I mean, the best thing for me is just meeting the families. When I go to the conferences, when I go to these, you know, uh, I do talks or, or just being there, I meeting the families is, is always sticks in my mind. Cause I'll see kids, you know, one year and then the next year they go from not talking to talking or I just seeing the changes in the families and meeting the other families and not feeling so alone in your journey. Cause mm-hmm. people get it, you know, when you, mm-hmm. 
um, I, it's really just for me, it's the connection with other people. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like I, so many people, I feel like when we did come out on TV and everything, I got so many, e- you know, emails and DMS and all kinds of resources, information. And I, I'm a research freak. So I researched everything. I had all these binders and all these things that I collected and different topics, you know, relating to autism that I could use to help my son. And then I would use that. And I still, to this day, I answer emails and DMS. I mean, I wish I could answer everybody and I probably will get to it one day to everybody, but I answer people all the time on emails and DMS and just trying to give them advice, like advice that I got. So it, it really is like for people that are trying to hide it all or whatever. Like I, I say, get out there, join a support group, get, yeah. go to the conferences, go to a, um, you know, an autism fundraiser, you're going to meet other families going through the same thing as you. And it just feels good to like, I don't know, talk to other people and, yeah. and exchange good information and, you know, to have that try. Yes, it totally That's like is. the main reason why I started the podcast was because I was looking for a podcast like this one and I couldn't find it. And yeah. as somebody who listens to podcasts, I was just like, how, how is nobody doing this? So I was like, all right, I'll yeah. it out. Um, one of the amazing things that i don't know if you remember this this was a couple years ago uh there was a uh, an event with um generation rescue and Mm -hmm. it was donnie Wahlberg doing a concert in saint charles which is like oh right right next door to me and you had posted a contest for tickets to this concert and i won the contest (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this was like Wait. crazy. I never win anything. And I, you posted this on your Instagram. That's amazing. It was, it was like the, um, da, like go home with Donnie concert because he lit, like I said, he lives like next door to me and it was like a concert like in, in St. Charles. Yeah. Uh, and that was like one of the most amazing nights ever. I got, I took my mom to the concert with me. It was amazing. He like all of Nucas on the block was there. Dying. <laughs> I was there. Oh my God. It was amazing. And then afterward we went, I, I don't see, like, I don't remember seeing you there. Cause afterward we went to the after party and I, I did get to meet Johnny and Daddy, And I was, I was, talking I was at the after party too. Oh my gosh. I must've just like, <laughs> I, was Jeff, upstairs. I saw you, I would have like jumped on you for sure. <laughs> I would have been like, Jacqueline, I love you. But I just have to say thank you for that too. Cause that was like one of them that, that was very soon after my son was diagnosed. Oh. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yes, I think that was um that was that summer, but he had just gotten diagnosed in, in March, so it was just a few months beforehand. And I hadn't been to like any like events like that, like with other people who were you know supporting autism and, and dealing with the same things that I was. Yeah. And it's just like such an eye opener to me that like there is this like community of people who totally. will like be supportive. Um, because like you're saying, you and you have everybody to find- wants to help. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That that was amazing, and I that. Like I like I said, I got to talk to Jenny, and she was just so sweet. And that was because of you. So thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, they're dying. really cool. They're good people. Yeah. Oh, they I, yeah, amazing. Um. Okay. So obviously, yeah, you've done so much as an advocate, which I'm so appreciative for. And then one of the things that you have done recently is that you are a partner with Simple Spectrum Supplement, which I had had Heather back on the show. This is a few months ago, and we talked oh, about. That's great. And Logan has been taking the supplement for a few months now. We love it. Can you tell me what made you want to get involved with Simple Spectrum? Well, I found this supplement online and um, I got it. And I mean, a lot of it was uh, because I look for supplements that that are 
you know, gluten-free, casein-free, mm-hmm. soy-free, you know, free of mm-hmm. everything, you know, yeah. free nuts and dairy and <laughs> sugar and artificial ingredients, preservatives, all that. Yeah. So because it didn't have any of the crap in it, I'm like, all right, I'm going to try this for him. And I had seen, um, even within a, like a few weeks, I noticed that his focus and concentration was better. He was making longer eye contact with me, just his engagement overall, his sleep, his behaviors, like I just saw a lot of changes in him. So I reached out to the company because I wanted to learn more. And I connected with Heather, actually, mm-hmm. one of the founders. And um, I, you know, just from talking to her, I quickly learned that that their passion and dedication to the product and helping families matched my own. Mm-hmm. And I was just so impressed with her. And and I really wanted to get involved And um you know, we, we got talking about that, but they really go above and beyond doing things to help, you know, they do the third party testing. It's like made with the highest quality, you know, most bioavailable ingredients. And, yeah. you know, it's like a, it's a, you know, it's a, for people that don't know, it's a, it's a multi, it's a, like a, like really like a high end nutraceutical, um, that's, you know, um, a multivitamin, multimineral supplement. And it, um, it basically, it fills in the nutritional gaps for like picky eaters. And, and because they work with a functional medicine doctor, um, a lot of kids on the spectrum, when they, when they get tested for, you know, their, what their body is lacking, what nutrients are lacking, a lot of them kind of have the same, you know, they're, they're missing the same things, like the same nutrients. And there's some common deficiencies. Yes. Some common deficiencies. There you go. (laughs) And so this supplement fills in those nutritional gaps Mm -hmm. that the kids need, um, for nutrition, which I think is so important because a lot of our kids are picky eaters or, you know, they have sensory process. Everything to me has to do with diet and what you're putting into your body and everything. So because, if they're missing all those nutrients, it does, it affects your brain. It affects everything. So this fills in all those nutritional gaps. Um, from talking to her too, I like, they do something different than other people do. They, they will actually reach out to your insurance caseworker and they help you get funding for the supplement, like re- to reimburse you for the product. And they've been successful in doing this with a few of you know, different um, insurances, which I think is amazing because yeah, I feel like it's all insurance should pay for this. I mean, I just think it's so important that the kids get the right nutrition and everything. So absolutely. And, you know, I, I love that she was a BCBA. I love that, you know, there's a functional medicine doctor involved and I, I was just like, how can I get involved? I want to get involved, please. (laughs) So, you know, I did get involved in the company and I'm, I'm a, you know, small owner or part owner in the company now. And, um, I tell everybody about it. (laughs) Like I, I can't, I can't. And, just putting it out there. Like every time I hear a positive, um, feedback from the supplement, I put it on my social media under my highlight section on my Instagram. And I think I have like two little highlight sections on my Instagram, which all feedback from parents telling everything from, you know, focus and concentration and sleep and speech. And I mean, some kids go from not speaking to speaking some kids, Mm -hmm. like you see what it's doing for all these people from all over you know, it just, it makes me feel so good. Like I, and, and Heather's the same way. Heather is, they're so passionate about it and they're really trying to change the supplement world for the better. And they're really engaged with the families and we, her and I, we go back every time I get a DM or she gets one, we send it back and forth to each other. Mm-hmm. We're just like, Oh my God, this is so exciting. Yeah. 
we get so happy about it. I love, I love hearing progress from, from, I'm always like, just tell me your progress. Tell me, tell me. Yeah. I, I love, I love simple spectrum. First of all, Heather had reached out to me. This was several months back. Um, and we had, like I said, she was a guest in the podcast, but she had sent me some. And just like how you were saying with Nick, I, I saw that same, just like his overall Logan's like focus and comprehension. Yeah. I engagement immediately, right? yes I almost immediately saw a difference in like his eye contact and just like he is we're always working on just like you know listening and like kind of following simple direction and it was like I didn't have to ask three four times I could really ask the first time and he was like understanding and engaged with me to like follow through on direction yes yeah little just... stuff like that is everything like yes, yes very very engaged very... I'm a I'm a total believer. I I love it. And like you said, Heather is incredible, and she oh, is she's like, amazing. She it. really yeah. cares. She really does. She yeah. If anybody hasn't listened to her episode, go back and listen to that one because it was amazing. But yeah, I I love Simple Spectrum, and I I love that you got involved with it because it's just like a perfect marriage. And then some people, um, be- I was gonna say because it's a um a dissolvable powder. You know, some people are like, Oh, how do I get it in my child? Because even though it doesn't have a flavor, sometimes, you know, they might be able to taste the vitamin itself. It's like mineral kind of. Yeah. Right. So like for me, I don't even mess with trying to hide it in his food or trick them or whatever. I literally put it in water. I have this big syringe. I suck it in the syringe and I squirt it into his mouth. Like I would give him medicine and it's over and done. I don't have to deal with trying to hide it. It's just quick done. Yeah. On your Instagram. And I was like, Oh, perfect. I do put it in juice. Because if that Logan, works. And- yeah, he, he takes medicine pretty well. But I, yeah, I, for some reason, he was he was not a big fan. When I did yeah. That. But yeah. When I did it in, in juice, he literally like has no issue with it at all. And he just takes it. No problem. Um, and then Simple Spectrum, if you go to their Instagram page, they have a bunch of like, here, here's some, some secrets. Because Heather was telling me she even will like mix it into sauce. Like she's like, yeah. I'll just give a little extra. And I'm like, oh, that's so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there's different- so many ways to get it in them. Yeah. Oh yeah. And if, uh, I guess we should tell people if they want to see if their insurance will cover it, they can go onto their live chat or they can email them at, you know, simplespectrum.com and, and get in touch with them and they'll work with your caseworker and trying to get it, um, uh, funded. That is amazing. Yeah. They, like you said, I feel like it should just be like, it, it, it really should be looked at as medicine. Yeah. And like every, every kid could, could benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of like holistic, you are actually a holistic life health, co- health coach. I was gonna say yes. health coach. <laughs> Tell me about that. How long have you been doing that? Okay. So, well, you know, being um, a mother of special needs and also I was diagnosed um, two years, I think it's been two years already with hyperthyroidism and um, Hashimoto's. Okay. So I want to, you know, I've always studied the I took nutrition back like after high school and stuff like that too. But this was, um, I wanted, you know, to use the platform I have to connect with people and help them. So I educated myself not only through my own research and experiences, but also I got certified through um, the Integrative Medicine Academy and Autism Mastery and Functional Medicine and Toxicity. And then I got certifications through the Institute of Integrative Nutrition as an Integrative Nutrition and Holistic Health Coach. Wow. And so, you know, I'm just constantly educating myself. And so I really just want to help families with their journey, just, you know, so it makes their journey easier. And so kids can respond to their treatments and therapies better. Mm-hmm. So I really, I do everything with, I mostly work with families with special needs just to 
you know, create, I always say like create happier and healthier lifestyles, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'll do things with them. Like I'll teach them about the importance of the different specialized diets that are beneficial in dealing with children with autism disorders, um, autism spectrum, or, you know, just any kind of nutritional issues that they have. There's, you know, different diets that are, they've been shown to work for, for Mm -hmm. kids. Um, I'll, um, I'll uh, talk to them about the different kinds of testing that's out there. I, I was even trained to read the testing, you know, like the organic oats tests and things. So um, I was just talking organic about organic acid tests. Yeah. Yeah. yeah about that. The, the testing that they have now where you can like send in their poop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we haven't in... done it, but my husband was like, we should do that. So oh, we... yeah. I, yeah. I sent in hair, poop, oh, wow. saliva. Okay urine everything like everything yeah so I'll, I'll teach people you know about the tests I'll um, give them the tools to get them started on the diets um, I'll give them shopping lists tell them where to shop I'll do food and ingredient swaps or recipe ideas um, how to eat on a budget reading food labels um, uh, everything from you know how to get supplements into your picky eaters, um, ways to detox the body. I'll tell them how to create a more like an organized toxic-free home environment, you know, to reduce all the chemical exposures and environmental toxicity. That's what I learned through the toxicity class. So, you know, just Dr. Jacqueline avoiding, avoiding (laughs) chemicals, you know, you think about it. Our kids can only take our kids mostly, you know, especially those on the spectrum, they can only take so in so many toxins and and a lot of kids have trouble detoxing these toxins. Mm -hmm. So you got to stop the bleeding. I mean, you got to go through your house and and look at your cleaning products, your personal care, your food storage, your cooking, your utensils, your everything from art supplies to the bedding, the carpets, the air, the water, like there's so much to look into to if you just fix that, like it helps it stop, you know, then they don't take as much in, you know what I mean? I need you to help me. <laughs> yeah. And I help uh, families. I help the relationships just improve self-care and, and the relationships with the parents and just reducing stress and anxiety and things like that. And I might tell them books to read. I mean, there's so much. I, I basically just take the things that I've learned and whatever they're having issues in, I'll help them and through that. I love that. But You're I'm like- such an amazing giver. <laughs> but I'm, I, I'm on overload with that right now, but I'm. But I still give out a ton of free advice, like on social media. And and if someone asks me a question on an email, if I can answer it quickly and and help them, then I I do that also. So I just try to, wherever I can, I try to, to pay it forward just because, you know, Uh you know. Yeah. Well, it's true. Cause it's like, you want to, when you've been on this journey, like you want to help yourself, but you want to help others too. You want to share knowledge totally. and that's what you do like you you probably help so many people just listening to you know what you're doing and I mean I think it's great what you're doing and, oh. it, and it helps you isn't it it's, it's like therapeutic for you too right it really is. And, and just I feel like I have I've learned so much from listening to other people's journeys especially when they have mm-hmm. like older children or adult children on the spectrum I I love hearing those stories because I feel mm-hmm. like th- these are moms that have like lived through this for a lot longer than I have so it's just yeah and, and listening to you too, like I just, there's so much like wisdom and you learn so much along the way that we really can all learn from each other. I, I need to talk to more parents that are, uh, their children have gone through um, 
puberty because Nick's going to be approaching that soon. And um, I keep hearing stories about that. So I need to educate myself more on that. (laughs) I've got a couple episodes where we've we've talked about it and we dive in pretty deep on it. We get pretty pretty open (laughs) on autism because, yeah, that is definitely something that, especially the hormone shift can really affect behaviors and stuff. So it's definitely something that, that I was interested in hearing about. And like I said, I've had some really open guests, which is amazing. Um, well, you are doing just incredible, incredible things for this community and I'm so appreciative. And then you have another project now too. You are a podcaster yourself. Tell me yeah. about Look Over Podcast. <laughs> okay. So I have a podcast with radio.com. It's called the Look Over Ladies and it's with two of my girlfriends, um, Jill Ashley. She's a fitness and a certified health coach. I've known her for over 25 years. Um, and then Melissa Polo, she's a fashion stylist, um, influencer. I've known her for about five years, but we kind of just came together one day cause we wanted to, you know, do a podcast. We have various backgrounds in TV and style and wellness and health and fitness and beauty. I'm also a licensed cosmetologist. I I've kept my license going from over 25 years. Yes. I That's know. sort of like on the side. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of came together to, to do a podcast. It, it's for me. Um, well, it's sort of like let loose and discuss topics that most women think about and like to talk about. And we get very real and personal with a lot of our stories. We go off on a lot of tangents. Sometimes we're very silly and sometimes we're serious, but um, it's really for me, it's my release to get things um, off my mind. You know, I really enjoy it. It's fun because I, because I work so much with autism and I, sometimes I, I'm like, you know, I really should do a podcast specifically with autism because I feel like a lot of people there's so much I could tell people, but mm-hmm. I do that in other ways, helping families. So this is sort of my, you know, step away from that where yeah. I think, I think I'm going to do a once a month day where I'm strictly talking about autism related things. Um, I'm thinking I might add that to that, but right now we kind of, we kind of get on some of those topics sometimes, but it's, it's just a, a release for me to just be a girl and just let loose and just talk about other stuff too, you know? No, I think, well, I think it'd be great if you did like the once a month thing, but like you and I were kind of seeing before, I feel like sometimes it's like you do kind of need to escape like the autism world a little bit because it can really be consuming. Mm -hmm. And I think for anybody, it's like you, you need to have your, your own things that are important to you or like for you. Right. You have to remember the things you were passionate about before this journey started because especially that first year of diagnosis, I have to say nothing. Uh, I couldn't do anything else. Like for that first year mm-hmm. or two, it was all about researching and focused on that. And you know what I mean? And you forget the things that you were once passionate about or what, you know, those things that you were into before. So you have to find that balance where you're, you're still doing all of that because, you know, I enjoy the journey. I love learning about it. I love helping others, but there's that other side of me. That's that girly girl that I still love, like all the hair and makeup and all the wellness and all that stuff. I'm an assistant. So you're speaking my language. Oh, I love it. So, um, (laughs) like I've always worked part-time and I'm like, that is like my escape. Like I get to leave the house. I work in a med spa and it's like, I get to go and like, kind of have my own time for a little bit. And sometimes it's hard balancing all of it, but I, I think it is so important to, like you said, like have, have your own stuff that you are interested in before and that you are still like, you know, putting time into that stuff now because yes. the, the diagnosis does change things, but it, it, you don't want it to change everything. That's right. I know. I I've been talking recently um, with someone about opening a, um, a center 
um, where people, families with special needs can go. It's sort of like an all-in-one, you know, that'll have like functional medicine doctors and it'll, it'll feature everything to help families dealing with a diagnosis, but on connected to a med spa <laughs> with <Ooh. their> moms. <laughs> so for, to release the stress and do things, you know, yeah. so I'm kind of thinking about opening something that combines the two together that, um, I can, I can have both things that I'm passionate about into under one roof and, and, uh, which is a form of self-care for the moms. The moms deserve that. We get stressed out. We need, we need a little relaxation and Oh, for sure. Yeah. Some vitamin therapy and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, Botox and all that stuff. Right. So a part, I picked my poison. need all of it. For sure. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm like, people will say that. They're like, wait, you're a holistic health coach, but you do Botox. I'm like, yes. Like, <laughs> do oh, as like I say. A tiny that. little bit. I, I know. You have to have balance. I mean, I pick my poisons. I'll eat very clean. I'll, you know, try to be gluten-free, and but I still have my pizza. I'll... Yeah, no. <laughs> I, I still do Botox. Yeah. You, you got it. Like you said, pick your poison, pick your battles. You got to do what feels right for you. And I want to live my life. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, Jacqueline, this has been like everything I wanted it to be and more. I, I just, I adore you. And like I said before, Mm -hmm. just thank you so much for everything you've done within the autism community. Like you said, having, having your platform, because they're, there are so many kids diagnosed every day, every year. And there, I feel like we're just kind of getting to the point where autism is like really becoming like a conversation Yeah, that you hear about more and more. And it's honestly, it's because of people like you who have been outspoken and shared their journeys that mm-hmm. it's like, it's becoming more in the forefront. And I am, I'm just so appreciative of that because I know that, you know, as, as Nick gets older, as my son gets older, there's not going to be this stigma that yeah. is a- that has been there for so long, you know? Yeah. People are more understanding when they're more educated about it. Yes, absolutely. I was going to say, do you realize too, like when you go out and you see a child having a meltdown or someone acting up, like you don't, you know, before my son was diagnosed, you might be like, Oh my God, get your kid under control. Oh. Or like, you know, or like you see yeah. things like, you know, you don't do that. Cause then you're like, Oh, they're, they might be on the spectrum yeah. having a meltdown or this person's getting anxious because mm-hmm. they're probably on the spectrum or, you know, it really makes you more compassionate person, it's empathetic to, yeah. to others. And my mom preschool teacher and she says that all the time because she's had kids in the past where you know they maybe have had some behaviors that were more difficult and she would always be like oh my gosh this kid is so bad like that was how she would describe it but now she's like I'm looking maybe there's something else at play like it's 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 Mm -hmm. changed like really like my life so much but also just like the people around us too like you you have so much more compassion and just like a different perspective on everything yeah so it's just um keep doing what you're doing too because you're Uh educating people and and, you know, you're helping a lot of families not feel alone in this journey. And I think it's great what you're doing, too. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. Okay, for anybody who doesn't know where to find you, can you tell us where to find you on social media? Where people can? Yeah, um, you can find me. I'm on Instagram, I feel like, the most. And that's mm-hmm. uh, J-A-C Larita. And I'm the same name on Twitter. And then Jacqueline Larita on Facebook. And if you want to email me, you can email me at J-A-C Larita at Gmail. That's where I have people email me with them, you know, asking for help or awesome stories or yeah. (laughs) Tag you and all this, but Jacqueline, truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. Thank you. It's been amazing. Thank you so much. 
All right. Take care. (laughs) Thanks. Bye. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. Okay. I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Jacqueline. Isn't she just amazing? I love her. I really, I can't even explain to you how exciting this was for me. If you couldn't tell, it was just like a love fest the whole time. But again, Jacqueline has, has just made such an impact on, on my life as an autism parent, because whether you watch reality TV or not, as I've said before, I love it. (laughs) But whether you watch it or not, or you're a fan or not, if you have seen these episodes that I'm talking about, like, like Jacqueline had said, the show is dramatic. There's crazy stuff that happens, but that whole part of the show with, with their family and with Nicholas, that was so real. And it was just so incredible to watch. Like I said, as, as somebody who was going through that at the time, um, I just, I will, I will forever be thankful for that because truly it, it gave me a, a sense of connection in a time when I was really feeling disconnected from like everything else. So again, thank you so much to Jacqueline for all the amazing things that you do. She is such an amazing advocate and just raising your voice in the autism community. That is how we are going to make the future better for our kids is by us talking about this, having these conversations, raising awareness, advocating, putting it all out there. So thank you so much, Jacqueline. You are the best. Um, And then super exciting. So like we said in the episode, Jacqueline is part owner in Simple Spectrum. And Kristen, one of the founders, was a past guest on this show. We are teaming up to do a little giveaway. So head over to my Instagram, which is Adventures in Autism Pod to get the details on that. It's going to be a super simple entry and then we'll pick a winner. Super exciting. But if you want to connect with me on social media, you can find me there on Instagram or on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. I love hearing from you guys every week. I'm just hearing from more and more of you and it truly does just make my heart so happy (laughs) every time that I do. And then one more quick thing. I had mentioned this in last week's episode, but the fundraiser for the Autism Hero Project, which is the local nonprofit that I like to support here, they are amazing. Every dime that they raise goes to a child on the spectrum 
who does not have medical insurance or their family cannot afford medical insurance and they actually purchase that medical insurance for them so that they are able to get access to ABA therapy, OT, speech, these like really amazing and life-changing therapies. So their fundraiser is coming up. It's November 14th and I will be there. I'm super excited. If you are interested in attending, if you are local to the Chicagoland area, uh, check out their Facebook page. Just go to Autism Hero Project and they have a link, an Eventbrite link where you can purchase tickets for that. And yeah, I hope I see you there. But that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. I hope you were as into it as I was because clearly <laughs> this was a big one for me. I love all the episodes. I truly do. I feel so thankful for every guest. But Jacqueline really has been like my dream guest from the very beginning since before I even started the show. And that list has gotten longer. I have many more dream guests. But I, I'm just – I am – just tickled that I actually was able to interview Jacqueline. So thank you so much for listening and until next time, take care.